Welcome to this New Year's Eve episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Matter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect in this coming year on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Well, Happy New Year to all the friends and family of our podcast audience. We're in week 25 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. And I got to tell you, Pastor, this year as I reflect back on what the Lord has taught, it's amazing to think how much we've covered to help move us forward as believers. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. uh, both of us are thankful that uh, they've been listening throughout the year, and it's been fun getting together, and it's been wonderful just to share weekly with each other and then just bring them in on the conversation. Absolutely. It's been a good year and looking forward to the new year. Trey, we're entering into 2020. Isn't that amazing? 2020. I wish my eyesight was 2020. Uh, Mine is definitely not 2020. No, no, no. I I graduated college in 2000. That that was yesterday. (laughs) I don't know how he got to 2020. I I graduated college in 1984. Wow, wow. Yeah. Mm, Man. So, Trey, Trey, as you look back over 2019, tell me something. What, what? was maybe one of your significant accomplishments, a goal that you met in 2019? Uh, One of the goals was begin journaling and journaling well, Mm -hmm. and uh, I was able to do that. I didn't know that I could. So uh, it's just one of those things that I've done, and it's uh, just been a huge blessing through the year. Good, good. My goal for this year was not quite as spiritual as your goal. (laughs) But that, that's really nice. Now you make me feel really bad for saying oh, my sorry, goal. Man. That's okay. But no, I didn't but, mean to Jesus juke you It's okay. It's okay. I'll let it slide this time. So so my goal was, uh, you know, kind of a personal goal, a physical goal. I wanted to run 1,000 miles this year. That's a pretty good goal, too. Yeah, well, that's kind of like the milestone number for runners to run 1,000 miles in a year. And I hadn't really been around that yet. Last year, I was 800-something. year before, I was 800, 900-something. But I've never been at that 1,000-mile mark. And so I really wanted to do that this year. Now, we're recording this podcast a couple weeks before New Year's Eve, even though this is playing on New Year's Eve. Uh, So I'm not quite at the goal yet. But by the time New Year's Eve rolls around, I will have accomplished that goal. I will have a run. 1,000 wow. miles a year. That's amazing. Miles this year. Lord willing that I don't get injured or anything like that over the next week or so. But 1,000 miles. That's a lot of running. That is. That takes that takes a lot of stick-to-itiveness. Yeah. So, you got to so, just stick at it. Yeah. So Stay at it. it. It's been amazing. I mean, just what I've learned over those 1,000 miles. Mm-hmm. So and a lot of what I've learned, I think, can relate to what we want to talk about today. Because as we enter the new year, looking toward 2020 and beyond, we want to talk about establishing some godly goals. Mm -hmm. And I I think there's a difference between goals and resolutions. Yeah. Uh, I think most of us, uh, our resolutions are pretty well done by January 2nd. So, uh, (laughs) you know, I think goal is a much easier way to look at it and uh, attain what we're doing. Yeah, we all need some goals, don't we? Yes, that's true. Goals are really helpful, right? So I I, want to look at four ways that we can set some godly goals. Four ways to uh, set some godly goals. Now, before we get into these four ways we set godly goals, let's talk about what a godly goal is real quick. Very good, yes. A godly goal, this is is a definition that that Nelson Searcy gave. Nelson 
Cersei. He's a pastor up north and a real helpful guy. He said that a godly goal is a blueprint for designing the life God has for you. Wow. Right? You I think like about that. a couple of passages of Scripture, right? So Proverbs 25, 1 says this, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. There's something beneficial about making plans. Now, we understand this, right, Trey, that, that we can set goals, we can make some plans, and, and God is free at any moment to change our direction. Plans change. They do. God changes plans. And I guarantee you, you'll, you'll set some goals in 2020, and, and some of those goals will change over the course mm-hmm. of the year, won't they? Because mm-hmm. life will happen. Exactly. The unexpected will come up. But still, it's good to have some plans, to, to write down on paper, hey, here's what I want to accomplish this year. Here's a direction I'm wanting to go. That's really good, right? And, and, and so here's what I discovered uh, just in running 1,000 miles this year. So, so running was not a godly goal. It was just something I wanted to do for my physical health and accomplishment I wanted to attain. But what I found is it brought a lot of focus to my life, mm-hmm. right? Because I had a clear plan. I wanted to get up every day and, and run a certain number of miles so I could make sure I stayed on track with that particular goal. It, mm-hmm. it, it brought a lot of focus. And that focus created some discipline. Because the only way I could attain that goal of running 1,000 miles this year was by actually doing it. Exactly. I had to get up every day. So 1,000 miles a year, that breaks down to somewhere between 20 and 25 miles a week. So every single week, I had to run 20 to 25 miles. So some days I'd run 5 miles, some days I'd run 7 miles, some days I'd run 10 or 11 miles, just whatever it took to hit that number every mm-hmm. single week. And then there were a couple of weeks, I, you know, I went out of the country a couple of times, I went on vacation, I wasn't able to get the miles in on those particular weeks, so I had to come back and double up a little bit. And I mean, I just had to be very disciplined and look at the calendar and know when, you know, times were coming that I might miss a day here or there mm-hmm. so I can make it up. And it took a lot of focus and a lot of discipline and goals do that, right? Whatever the goal might be, if it's a godly goal, if it's a, a personal goal to, to, you know, run a certain number of miles or to drop a few pounds or whatever the case may be, they, they, those goals, they bring focus and they require discipline, right? Mm-hmm. And but, I hear, and I hear you saying, and I think this is part of the discipline is you had to kind of break it down. Yeah, you know, if that, yeah. you can't get to uh, uh, November the 15th and say, I'm going to run a thousand miles by the end of the year. Right. That would be kind of difficult, but, but you can start in the beginning of the year I can and start say, in January. I'm going to run 20 to 25 miles yeah. a week. Yeah. And it made it very manageable because I had a number in mind. I knew what I was going to do, you know, pretty much every day. Yeah. You broke it down in little chunks and went mm-hmm. after it until it was accomplished. Right. And, and what I, I found too, by having a goal, man, it, it brought that particular goal in what way brought a real sense of value to wow. my life. Yeah. Right. I mean, I lots of value. Right. So, so one, just the value of a sense of accomplishment here. We are, you know, a week or so away from the new year. Man, I, I just really feel really good. I did it right. I, I ran a thousand stinking miles. It's a long way. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, so just that sense of accomplishment, there's value in that. Also, uh, just enjoyment. I mean, I know a lot of people don't enjoy running, but the more <laughs> I've done it, the more I enjoy, I look forward it, as that discipline was created. I look forward to getting up every morning. And because for me, run early in the morning, you know, just that time to, to let my brain, you know, reflect on life, to pray some. And then just, you know, the, the constant physical activity, just not the enjoyment of it, but also the physical good it did me, right? And so there was just a lot of value, a lot of benefits that having a goal brought to my life. So you like getting outside and running. This is not on a treadmill or something. I would not do it on a treadmill. Absolutely not. Okay. I could not do it. Okay. I'm a bike rider. People always say, well, you can just ride one of those stationary bikes. Why do you get outside? I tell you the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's very similar. Yeah. yeah, My goal is to run 50, uh, ride 1500. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to quite make it, but I'm close. That's okay. So, you know, 
I, I made that effort yeah, anyway. Yeah, you did. All that to say that there really is um, a lot of value in having some goals, mm-hmm. right? And especially when those goals are godly goals, when there's something that you want to put before you and say, okay, for the sake of my growth in Jesus mm-hmm. Christ and for the sake of the kingdom of God, here's some goals. Here's what I want to accomplish for the kingdom. Here's what I want to see take place in my walk with the Lord in 2020. Having some godly goals, I think is hugely important. Amen. So let's talk about those four ways that we can have some godly goals. So uh, the first way is we need to make sure that our goals are God-sized. So godly goals are God-sized. So so let me say it this way, Trey. Um, that goal of running a 1,000 miles, um, you know, I, I know that that I needed God to do that in, in a sense. He, he needed to give me health, the breath to get up every day, all those kinds of things. But but honestly, that was just really getting up every day, going through the motions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's completely different than, than say, okay, I'm going to set the goal to, you know, witness to 10 people over the next year. Mm-hmm. That's a God-sized goal, right? Because yes. I need, I need for me to do that. I can't do that in my own power, mm-hmm. right? Because that ultimately is God's work anyway. I need the Spirit of God to help me accomplish that. And so when I say let's take some time to, to make some God's soul, God, excuse me, I can't speak, some God-sized goals, right? What are those goals that you need to set that, that you cannot do unless the Spirit of God leads you to do it, helps mm-hmm. you do it, empowers you to do it? That makes sense? Yes, it makes perfect sense. How about, how about some, uh, what are some, what are some goals that maybe some people can yeah, set, look so at? Yeah, so I would say, you know, reading through the Bible over the course of a year. Very that good, That would yeah. be a God-sized goal, especially for someone who's never read through the Bible. Mm-hmm. You're going to need the Spirit's help to do that. Yes. If you don't like to read, to sit down every day and have the discipline of actually reading through the Bible over the course of the year when you don't even like to read, Mm -hmm. you're going to need God's help with that, right? So for me, that's a God-sized goal. Or like we talked about, sharing the gospel with with five to ten people, that's a God-sized goal because you know it's going to take the Spirit of God to help you to make that happen. Or, you know, even something like going on that first international mission trip mm, where you've never wow. yeah, been be on a great. plane before and you've never done that before you're gonna need god's help to to motivate you and to empower you to, to make that happen i mean i think those are some god-sized goals we've got a, a god-sized goal at northwood for 2020 we want to see 50 people come to faith in jesus christ and be baptized in our church that's exciting that's wow. exciting but yes. that is a god-sized yes. goal because we're not going to be able to do that without the spirit's help leading us and empowering us to do that. That's a God-sized goal, right? Or maybe for some of us, it, it is. It's putting down that bad habit that we've struggled with for years, mm-hmm. right? And smoking the cigarette, right? Or mm-hmm. whatever it might be, you know, putting down that bad habit and replacing it with something that honors the Lord. You're not going to be able to do that without the help of God. It Those are God-sized goals. And so, so you can set some goals, great, but I'm challenging you in 2020. What are some God-sized goals that you can set? What are some goals that you can set that, man, you really need God to help you if you're going to achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. That's what they need to do. Yeah. And, and as we, as we set these God-sized goals, I also think it helps us rely in, in and of itself helps us rely on God. Absolutely. If it only happens because God's involved in it. Yeah. Yeah. You think sense? about, you're right. You think about that goal of maybe reading through the Bible for the first time over the course of the year, getting up in the morning, God, I want to hit that snooze button, go back to sleep. <laughs> right. Yes. Help me. Help me, God, help me. I'm depending on you to give me what I need to get up and get this done, right? Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. It creates dependency on God when you have some God-sized goals because you know you can't do it without God's help. Amen. And I prepare myself the night before. Yeah. I actually am already ready when that snooze, because I am that person that wants to just lay there and get a little warmer before oh, yeah. I get up. You know? There you go. There you go. Uh, number two, uh, not only make it God-sized, but make sure that your God-sized goal has an awareness of who you are. An awareness of who you are as you set that God-sized goal. Let me give you a couple examples. Okay. So let's say that you do not like to read. Mm-hmm. But you've set that God-sized goal of reading through the Bible over the course of the year. Mm-hmm. It's a good goal, right? Great. It's goal. going to take God's help to accomplish that goal. It would be unwise for you to set the goal. I'm going to read the Bible through twice this year, mm-hmm. right? That's probably not going to happen. Could you right. do it? Yeah, you probably could do it. But let's just start and be a little realistic. You need God's help. You're going to need God's help just to read it through once. So why don't you just start there, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's an awareness of who you are. I, I know I don't like to read, so let me start here and trust the Lord to help me accomplish this task before I aim for something a little bit larger, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, for example, um, sharing the gospel. This year I want to share the gospel, whatever that number is for you. Uh, if you've never shared the gospel before, setting the goal to share the gospel with five people is a God-sized goal. Yes. Yes, I would agree. Don't set the goal. This year, I want to share the gospel with 100 people. Mm -hmm. You probably ain't going to do it. And then you're going to get halfway through the year and like, ooh, I didn't do that. So I I feel terrible. You either forget about, "Ah, I can't do that. You forget it or you get frustrated or whatever. It's it's going to take God to help you share the gospel with five or Mm -hmm. 10 or whatever the case may be. Keep it, you know, in in, in the area of of your own self-awareness. I know who I am. I know this is a struggle for me. So I'm going to start. With, with something that's God-sized, I know that I'm going to need God's help, but also know that it's accomplishable, that I can do it with God's help. And I think we need to be happy when we do it. For that's instance, exactly right. Let's say that it takes us a year and three months to read through the Bible. Wouldn't that be awful? Hmm. You got through it. <laughs> exactly. Right, you know? right, right. And I think that that one yeah. of the things that, uh, talking about praying with your wife, as you know, that's an ongoing prayer yeah, of mine, yeah, yeah. that I will be that man that prays with his wife yeah. more. So I need to rejoice when I do get to that's do it exactly two, three right. times instead of saying, I didn't do it all seven yeah, times yeah. this week. And that's a good God, God-sized goal, right? So, so for you, maybe you're listening uh, as a husband, and you just don't have that habit of praying with your wife on a regular basis. And so you want to set a goal for 2020 to pray with your wife on a regular basis. A God-sized goal for you might be to pray with your wife three times a week, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Seven times a week, you might mess it up. So let's just start with three times a week. You're going to need God's help just to do that. So start there, right? You think about the goal we have at Northwood to baptize uh, 50 people in 2020. Right. That's a God-sized goal. I believe it is, right? Uh, Could God send us 1,000 people to baptize? Of course. Absolutely. God can do whatever he wants, right? But for us, a God-sized goal, a good goal that, that is going to take the Spirit's help, that, that is accomplishable for us, is 50. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, if, if, if God sent us 1,000 people to baptize, we probably wouldn't know what to do with them. <laughs> I'd say right, you're right. right? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. just starting with something that I know God's going to, I know I'm going to need God's help to accomplish it, but I, I know it can happen. I know that, that God can lead us to baptize 50 people. That, that We can make that happen with the Spirit's help. And, and if you think about it, I mean, a goal it should energize us and mm-hmm. not deplete us. Exactly. You know what I'm Fill saying? Fill us up, not not Right, right. So if you've, got, if you've got that goal of, okay, I'm going to share the gospel with uh, 125 people this next year. Man, if you've never shared the gospel with anybody, that's going to deplete you real quick, mm-hmm. right? But five, man, I can do that. I can, I, can, I can have that conversation with my coworker and have that coworker to my house mm-hmm. and minister and to him and his family. I can do five. That, that energizes me because I know I can accomplish that. If I say 125, that's going to deplete me because I know I can't, right? And, and just think about it too, right? 
this year I want to share the gospel with 125 people. I'm going to go knock on 125 doors. Wow. Well, I hate knocking on doors. That's not going to energize me. That's going to deplete me. You're going to get depressed every day. Exactly. <laughs> and so, so just when you think about setting those God-sized goals, they're goals that you know you need the help of the Spirit of God to accomplish, but they're also goals that you know, you know what, they're going to energize me. They're going to mm-hmm. motivate me to get up every day. And, and I know that with God's help, I can do this. And I think that's a good way to look at yeah. it. It's yeah. the energy that you get that's from exactly right. being fulfilled that's by exactly God. That's exactly right. Number three, we make God-sized goals that are time-based. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, it's good to have a time frame for your goals to accomplish them, to, mm. to think okay. about. It. That's why we're saying read the Bible over the course of a year. Okay. You put a time limit on it, right? Because you've got a deadline. I don't know about you, Trey, but I know for me, I work well with deadlines. Oh, I like to have I'm a deadline. Big on deadlines. Okay, yes. you know, and for me, it, it was when I think about running that those one thousand miles this year. You know, I had time goals, right? Mm-hmm. This week, I need to run this many miles. This month, I need to run this many miles. If I do it this way this week, and if I have this goal for the month, then over the course of the year, I'll accomplish the long-term mm-hmm. goal of running a thousand miles over the course of a year. And so, so it might be right taking that long-term goal this year. I want to, uh, you know, share the gospel with five people. Now, back up. What are the daily goals that you need to accomplish to make that happen? Well, mm-hmm. the daily goal, if the, the long-term, the yearly goal is to share the gospel with five people, then the daily goal is what? Well, every day I need to pray for that person. Amen. Right? Uh, the, 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 the monthly goal may be, okay, one of those five people that I'm praying for, I need to have one of them in my home this month. I was going to say something like right? take them out to dinner right? for, or something like that. Every three months, yeah. I need to bless them in some way or open my mouth and share about Jesus in some way or invite them to mm-hmm. church or whatever the case may be. But you have these time-sensitive goals mm-hmm. that help you to accomplish the larger goal, right? That makes sense to you, Trey? So, so we're saying we're going to make some God-sized goals that are time-based. I'm going to have some daily goals. I'm going to have some weekly goals, some short-term goals. I'm going to have some longer-term goals. And even thinking beyond that, right, I'm going to have some lifetime goals. There you go. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, for you, I mean, in ministry, my, my lifetime goal is I just want to finish well. Finish well. Finish Amen. well. We talked about that on a podcast a couple of episodes, didn't we? Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So so just thinking through those goals that you have for 2020, what are the, the time parameters that you're putting on those goals to help you accomplish those goals, right? But also, I think it helps you just think. Be realistic. Yeah, absolutely. In other words, if somebody wants to do something, let's say that somebody wanted to be a Life Connection Group leader or yeah, teacher, yeah. you know, they're really, most people aren't really ready to just step into that right, position. Right. But they could say, hey, listen, within the next 18 months, next two years, I want to be at there. And sometimes the goals help us say, hey, it's not right now. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, and it does gives us some patience That's that right. we begin to That's look right. at what God can do over the long term. That's right. So what are the steps I need to take in the short term? To get to the long term. Yeah, I think exactly. that's just super helpful because we can set all the long-term goals we want, right? Exactly. I mean, my long-term goal, uh, you remember, I, you know, I used to, to fly, Trey, mm-hmm. and, and I had to put that down when I had, you know, kids on the way and all those kind of things. So I had to stop flying because it cost a lot of money and took a lot of time. But that's still a, a lifelong goal of mine. I want to get back in an airplane and fly an airplane again and finish up my private pilot license. You know what I'm doing about that right now? I have no idea. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, right? But I could be establishing some goals along the way to get to that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't right now go fly an airplane every week, but maybe 10 years from now, I can get back in the cockpit and begin those lessons again. So right now, what I can do is I can start setting aside a little bit of money, 
right? Mm-hmm. Because it's expensive to take flying lessons. I can set aside, you know, $25, $50 a month. And so when that day comes, I can get back in the cockpit again. I've got those funds available, Makes right? Sense, yeah. I, can, I can read a couple of books on flying every year to kind of remind me of some of the things that I learned when I was flying, you know, a couple of years ago. So that when I do get back in the cockpit, I haven't forgotten everything I learned, right? Mm-hmm. So there are some small goals I can set now that are going to help me when I want to get to that long-term goal again. But right now I'm doing nothing. But it also helps you, rather than do nothing, do these small things. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, as you know, being a Connections pastor, uh, one of our goals is to continue to see the increase in our Life Connection groups. And yeah. so for that to happen, it doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Never has and never will. That's exactly right. But we know that, okay, we can start two classes here. We can, you know, make sure that we have these, this many leaders developed. We can have uh, teachers, whatever it is yeah. in your life, and you, you break it down so that eventually it starts to happen. That's exactly right. And so, you know, it gives you some realism. It gives you some help. Yeah. actually keeps you from being frustrated. That's exactly right. Well, let me ask you this question, Trey. What happens if you have that that short-term goal, you've got that three-week goal that you want to meet, what happens when you don't meet it? What happens when you don't achieve your goal? You go home and cry and, you know, eat worms and, you know, <laughs> just say life is over and well, I've, I've destroyed myself. No, no, That's seriously. one way to approach it. No, but seriously, I mean, I think you just get back on the horse you and keep on riding. You get back on the again. Yeah. Because we've all set goals. We talked about this at the beginning of the episode, right? That life is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Things are going to come up that you cannot control, that, that are going to distract you from the goal. You're going to have to put that goal aside for a while, whatever the case may be, right? Or you're just not going to finish it. You yeah. had a goal of 1,500 miles this year on your bike, and, and you might not get there. You going to give up riding your bike? No, sir. No, no way. You're going to start January 1st and try again next year, We're right? Just, give it, just get back up and right. get after it. And, and over the long haul, you will see yourself accomplishing some of those goals you've set. Just don't give up. You know, when you get bucked off a horse, you're always told, get back on the horse. That's exactly and that's, right. That's what you do. Easy you enough. get back on. Um, so the important thing is to, you do, if you get off track or if you don't, you just keep trying. You keep moving. That's you, right. You move forward instead of backwards. That's get exactly out of the ditch. Right. You know, don't exactly lay in right. the ditch. Okay. Well, number four, and this is the last one, that we share our God-sized goal with people who will encourage you. Yeah, yeah. So you know what helped me a lot this year uh, to run those thousand miles? What's that? People encouraging me. There you go. Right. So, so a couple of things. One, I've got a running group that I mm-hmm. run with on a regular basis. They made, made a lot of fun. I don't run every day by myself. Some days I do, but at least once a week, I've got some people I'm running with. And That's so that awesome. really helped. And they yeah. knew my goal and they pushed me and they knew the races I was running, all those kind of things. It helps to have a group of people to help you achieve your goals. Right. And another thing that helped me, and this is kind of related to a running, running group, I guess, is I've got an app on my phone called Strava. You've got the app on your I phone do. too, mm-hmm. don't you? Yeah. And so Strava tracks every mile that I run, but not only the Strava track every mile that I run, it's a lot like Facebook, right? It's, it's, a, it's a social network. And so, mm-hmm. so my running friends are seeing, if they're not running with me, they're seeing what I'm running every day. They're exactly. seeing the miles add up. And so that keeps me accountable knowing that other people are watching what I'm doing, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. But it's just good to have people around me that are watching what I'm doing. They're asking me, Hey, how are you coming on your goal? Are you, are you making it? What's going on? It's just good to have people around me to they're cheering me on and we all need some cheerleaders don't we we do just to keep us moving forward that's right so so that goal that you might have if you're listening to this episode today of reading your bible through in a year trey how could you get some people to help you with that goal of reading through the bible in a year well how about have somebody read with you there you go maybe uh a friend or maybe a family member maybe your wife or your husband or 
You know, yeah. just have them read with you. How, what are you getting from that? That's exactly right. And then when you don't, you say, I didn't get to read today, you know, and yeah. and try to get back on. And maybe they can encourage you to move forward. Or when you do, you say, man, I've gone the whole month and read every day. Absolutely. And all of a sudden, wow. Or, you know? you know, if you're at Northwood, getting yourself in a discipleship group you where go. you have that accountability. Mm-hmm. That'd be really helpful, right? Point is, man, and if we're going to accomplish our goals, it's just good to have some cheerleaders. And so don't hide your goals. Right. Mm -hmm. Share them with somebody. Share your goals with your spouse or some close friends or that accountability group or your discipleship group and 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 let them encourage you and cheer you on. Because I know for me, I am more likely to reach my goals when I make those goals known to the Mm -hmm. people that are closest to me. And I know that they're going to cheer me on as I am working towards those goals. Well, I think part of the issue why people don't, though, is they don't want to fail. That's exactly right. And so if they don't share them, then. Nobody knows they fail but themselves, so they don't have, you know, again, it gets back to no accountability. Yeah, yeah. And I would say that if you don't have accountability in your goals, in your God-sized goals, Mm -hmm. then you're probably not very serious about your goals to begin with. Probably not. Right? Probably not. Because I know for me, if I'm really going to achieve the goals that that I've set, I need all the motivation I can get. So I need people around me that are going to motivate me and cheer me on, and even when I fall down, are going to encourage me to get back up. Pastor Tommy, what do you tell us about community? When do we, how do we get our best spiritual growth? In community. You just can't grow apart from community. And so, I mean, it goes really back to this, doesn't it? Uh, uh, you know, it's absolutely. all this thing of involving yourself with people. Absolutely. And the importance of that. Yes, sir. No doubt about it. We can't, I always say we can't go in a hole and be holy. So, <laughs> right. You know, it's a That's matter, good. That's it's good. Not, it's not a matter of just, you know, I'm tr- somehow going to do it myself. Yeah, yeah. We need other believers to come around us and help us. Absolutely. And that's not a weakness, is it? No, 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 no. That's just being honest about who you are. Amen. We all need help. We just Amen. all need help. Um. Well, so... What about, uh, we talked a little bit about sharing these things with your wife. Is that advisable? You know, if your wife or husband, should we tell them those things or should we just kind of, you know? What you hiding from your wife, Trey? Exactly. <laughs> no, no, the truth is, I mean, you know, is I guess what I'm saying, sometimes we don't want to do that because maybe we're thinking, well, they know everything I do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if I don't read my Bible, guess who knows it? Oh, yeah. Your my wife, wife knows, that, that, doesn't she? You know, it's very simple. She knows that my Bible hasn't moved. Yeah, yeah. It's very simple. So yeah. if we're telling her we're going to read our Bible every day, kind of puts us on a pretty heavy accountability yeah. Uh, yeah. scale, doesn't it? Yeah, we all need that. We need that openness and honesty. We need that transparency for sure. Well, Pastor Tommy, this has been awesome about goals, and I think that uh, let's uh, move away from resolutions and get towards goals. I think that's going to really transform our lives in 2020 and give us great Spiritual vision. How about that? That's 2020 exactly right. spiritual vision. That's exactly right. Well, why don't you close us out and just wish everybody a happy new yeah, year. Yeah, we, we do thank you so much for listening to this episode today, and we hope that your 2019 has been outstanding, and we are praying for you that your 2020 will be Christ-centered and Christ-exalting, and whatever goals that God has placed on your heart for 2020, we're praying that he would enable you to accomplish those God-sized goals. So if this has been helpful for you today, go ahead right now, right now, this very second, and hit that subscribe button so that you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. And also, if this has been helpful, go ahead, leave us a review. We like those five-star reviews. That makes us feel really special, doesn't it, Trey? Yes, it does. But those reviews do help people find our podcast on their podcasting service. So go ahead and do that for us. And we hope, as always, that today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.